to the Tyson pre-show. I am so excited that you decided to join us and listen in. I know this is going to be an awesome show for you. It's going to be an awesome show for me. And the way you can help it make an awesome show for me is by, by providing feedback. I'd love to hear what you have to say and what you think. Topics you'd like for this show to discuss. But first off, what's this show about? What's this show for? This show is primarily for pastors who want to step up their game, want to grow personally, want to grow in their ministry. It's also for people that want to grow spiritually as well. What I have learned from being a pastor and from being a Christian and trying to stay spiritually fit is a lot of times what pastors do to stay spiritually fit work for people who are not pastors as well (laughs) kind of makes sense doesn't it? I mean we're all human we all need to stay spiritually fit and so what you're going to get out of this show are ways to stay spiritually fit yes some examples and some stories are probably going to be pretty specific to pastors but that doesn't mean you can't listen it doesn't mean that you can't grow but pastors hear me out A lot of times what happens to us is we get so involved in our churches, we get so involved in the the meetings and the, the upkeep of not just a building, but the upkeep of the people, upkeep of our our intellectual ability and understanding uh, what's going on in our culture versus what's going on in our neighborhood versus what's going on in our church. Uh, Versus what's going on in our social media platforms as well. There's so much going on that pastors, if we don't stop and pay attention and take care of our spiritual health, what's going to happen inevitably is burnout. I know it firsthand. I know from experience that (laughs) if I'm not taking care of myself, and I know that if you're not taking care of yourself, burnout is definitely going to happen. A little bit about myself, um, I, I guess I could give you all of the degrees and all of that sort of thing, but I think really what matters most is I grew up in an associate pastor's home and then later a pastor's home. I grew up with my uncle as a pastor. My great-great-grandfather was a circuit rider in North Carolina, and he was a pastor of the, of the Methodist Church. Um, and started the very first seminary in South Carolina. I can tell you that most people who grew up in church say they cut their teeth on the pews. And I jokingly say, I cut my teeth on the pulpit, so to speak. Even when my dad was in seminary, he was friends with the pastor. And so we'd hang out with their family or, or what have you. It seems like pastoring has been in my life from the get-go. I didn't always want to be a pastor. Um, I saw what they went through. I saw the difficulties and I said, no, it's not for me. So I went out to corporate America and I said, tell you what, I kind of made this bargain. Have you ever bargained with God? I can tell you it doesn't, (laughs) it doesn't bode well. Um, I bargained with God. I said, tell you what, I will go out into the corporate world, climb the corporate ladder, make money, and then I will take all of the money and I will give it to churches and missions and orphanages and uh, 
give it to places to help stop human trafficking, and I will do all of these wonderful things for you, God. Isn't that awesome? Look, look what I'm going to do for you. Um, probably my theology was off just a little bit because uh, God's got plenty of those people, and one day he just kind of said, hey, you ready to pastor? And I'm like, no, but I know that if I'm your child and you want me to follow you, then I need to follow your guidance and your leading in my life. And so basically through a series of events, I walked away from the corporate world and I planted a church, started a church about, well, it's going to be, it's going to be about 10 years ago, uh, started out of my living room, not with a network. Um, we did join a network after we launched. Um, however, we started out of our living room just with about, I'd say eight people and we began to grow and it began, it continued to grow out of our living room into the, the local school's library from the library to the gym. Um, we moved from the gym to the auditorium and, so that that's a little bit of of my story. COVID happened, so we got <laughs> we got kicked out of the school. If you're familiar with COVID and what it's done to churches, so we we're no longer in the school, uh, but we are five minutes down the road worshiping together with a church that is more traditional in nature than we are. We're very contemporary, very modern, um, and the church that opened their arms to us, amazing church. They are very traditional. So I am now pastoring both churches. And that is a little bit of my story to my little, little bit of my background. I love it. I, I believe God has a call on pastors lives that are unique to pretty much unique to anything that you're going to find out there in the world. Uh, I also serve as chaplain for our local fire department and serve occasionally as chaplain for our local police department. And so I can tell you from the corporate world to the fire world to the police world uh, and just in different people that I've come in contact with over the years, pastoring is just a different animal. It is. And of course, wouldn't you expect that? I mean, after all, it, it is a divine calling. I, I don't want to negate that at all, but with it comes things that most people will never experience. So one of the other things that I do is uh, I try to stay connected to pastors all over the country, um, literally actually all over the world. Um, I do write a letter twice a month to about 300 pastors that are in another country, uh, and I try to instruct them on leading their churches in the mountains and the jungles of their country. Uh, they are heavily, heavily persecuted. And so that's all you're going to know about that. Uh, and, but it's an honor to try to help them grow their churches. Many of them get saved right out of the gate. They, they come to Jesus. They begin to share it with their friends. And before long, they've got like 50 followers um, sitting around a tree or by lake or wherever as they, as they explain the gospel of Jesus Christ. And it has changed the world. And so I write to, I write to a contact copies are made, copies are distributed, there is no internet, uh, there is no cell phone service where these people are, and so um, it is It is very old school, um, 
sending out the letters and stuff. And so I'm connected to those 300 pastors in that country and connected to other pastors in other countries around the world and try to stay connected with them, get a pulse on what's really happening in the church around the world. And I can tell you this, the church around the world is exploding. It is exploding beyond measure. Uh, Countries now, I mean, get this. I would have never thought of this as a kid, right? Probably you wouldn't have either. Countries are now sending missionaries to the United States. Um, met a guy from Japan who is a missionary in Vegas. I met another gentleman from India who is a missionary in a remote area of Kentucky. Just all kinds of, of amazing things that's going on with Christianity outside of the United States. It is literally exploding, and I'm excited about that. And one of the things that I've been doing in my own life is saying, okay, why are we struggling in the United States to keep our doors open? If a church grows by 10 or 12%, we're a year, we're excited. We're like, oh my gosh, we grew. Yet when I talk to pastors from around the world, they're like, oh yeah, yeah, we grew by 3,000%. We're growing by 30%. That's extremely low. Um, We're growing, like I said just a second ago, we're growing by 3,000%. What are they doing that we're not? And therein lies the heart of our problem in the United States. We want to look at the process. We want to say, what are they doing? I can tell you what they're doing. They're sharing the gospel. They're meeting in their homes. They're meeting in coffee shops. They're meeting by the lake. They're meeting by a tree. They're hanging out. They're loving one another, caring for one another, and they're being revolutionized by the gospel of Jesus Christ. They're not looking for processes. When I write these pastors on how, when I I write letters to these 300 pastors in another country, I'm not writing them on church structure and church polity and government. I'm not indoctrinating them with the mess we've created in Western culture. Not doing it. What I'm doing is walking them through how to pastor and love and shepherd and care for people. And then how to raise up, not leaders. I'm not teaching them to raise up leaders. I'm teaching them to raise up people who know how to hear the voice of God and follow God. There's been such an emphasis on leadership in the church that I think we forgot the serve part. I don't know if you know this, pastors, but the word lead is only mentioned six times in the New Testament. The word serve is mentioned well over 300 times. Do you catch that? The word lead is only mentioned six times in the New Testament. The word serve is only mentioned, or the word serve is mentioned 300 times. So I'm, I, I'm not telling these pastors or showing them how to raise up leaders. I'm showing them how to raise up people that grow in the fruit of the spirit and grow in the gifts of the spirit. And if they can grow in those, guess what? You've probably got yourself a person of influence in your church. They're a person that can go out and begin to win people to the God, win people to Jesus. So anyway, that wasn't even planned. That was just kind of a little extra I threw in there. But listen, I am excited about this show. I'm excited about what we're going to learn together, how we're going to grow together. 
And so, again, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. I think next time we're going to begin to get into some real issues that will help you grow as a pastor. If you're listening to this and you're not a pastor, they're going to help you grow as an individual as well. So you're going to want to, you're going to want to tune in. Listen, if you want to know more about me or connect with me, you can go to TysonPriest.com. There I blog about uh, church issues and church things. And so I think it's going to be uh, important for you to connect and get to know me a little bit more to find out if this is something you really want to listen to. I can tell you, you do. I can tell you it's going to be amazing. So anyway, go to TysonPriest.com. Tune in. It's going to be awesome. Until next week. God bless.